Welcome back, guys. It is episode 29 of Press Y. And uh, Cameron, I am starting to wonder why we do the numbered episodes. Uh, why? What's wrong? What's, is, it, is it a bad thing? I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. I'm just like... Uh, more organized, I feel like I people... It is more organized. But some people, I feel like when they see the episode number, they feel some type of pressure or obligation to listen to the previous episodes. As if uh, listening to episode 28 would help you go into 29. Well, I feel like, like we do like Final very Fantasy, carefully man. tell a story here, you know? <laughs> I feel like there's some, some in-jokes that people probably wouldn't understand if they didn't watch the first episode. It's like Kingdom Hearts. It's like Kingdom Hearts in what way? If you uh, <laughs> if you really listen to all episodes, you can see the, you can see what's going on here. Yeah, you get the full picture. You get you know that we have we have an inside joke about how we play Call of Duty all the time or talk about Call of Duty all the time. That that's huge. You know, all all the press wisters love that. That's a big hit. I can't really think of any other in jokes that we have. Yeah, I guess we're gonna keep doing the numbered. Uh, we'll keep doing the numbered uh, episodes. You know, we have good for to. organization. It helps us. It lets us know how many weeks we've been doing this. That is true. You know, guys, if you're listening, this is your first episode. You don't need to go back. Or Just do keep you. your eyes forward. All right. Uh, I don't remember if I introduced myself. My name's Kelton Burns. This is Cameron Donahoe on the other end of this. Hello, I'm Cameron Donahoe, and that's Kelton Burns. So, guys, this week, the gaming industry was racked with one of the biggest waves of layoffs we've seen over the last year. Microsoft is laying off 1,900 employees across Activision Blizzard and Xbox this week. This will add up to around 8% of the overall Microsoft gaming division, which stands at 22,000 employees total. Along with those layoffs, Blizzard president Mike Yabera is leaving the company, and Microsoft plans to name a new Blizzard president next week. Alan Adam, Blizzard's chief design officer and one of its co-founders, is also leaving the company. Blizzard's previously announced survival game, which has reportedly been in development for six years, has been canceled as a part of these changes. And these layoffs affected a vast majority of the customer service team at Blizzard, which means many Blizzard games currently right now are operating with next to no moderators or customer service representatives. So yeah, terrible news coming out of Microsoft. This is right after they acquired Activision Blizzard. A lot of these employees expressed excitement about getting acquired by Microsoft. Not even all that are affected are aware yet. Like, we know that they, Microsoft announced they're laying off the 1,900 employees, but the employees themselves don't know which one, which which of them has been laid off. So that's got to be a nightmare scenario that they're living through right now. You know what, Kelton? What's up, Cameron? I'm just going to say it. And I don't care what you have to think about it or any of our listeners have to think about it, but... I think that layoffs suck. And I agree with you. Not a fan. Not a fan of these, all these layoffs. And it seems like there's a lot of them recently. We're not even to the end of January, and the layoffs have neared almost half of the amount of layoffs that we experienced last year, which was record-breaking. So 2024 is, is chalking up so far to be a really bad year for layoffs. Two days before this news, Riot Games announced that they are laying off 530 people, cutting those jobs, which is around 11% of its workforce. The projects directly affected by these layoffs are going to be their free-to-play card game, Legends of Terra, and Riot Forge, 
which is a publishing label that partnered with smaller studios to create single-player league-related titles. So it seems like Riot is taking its eye off of kind of those little single-player experiences. I saw a few of those games come out. And I guess Legends of Runeterra is not taking off as well as they were hoping. So they're going to shift focus to their other projects right now. So that is a bummer to see for Riot. You know what's wild about this as well is that a lot of these... Uh, it's not. I'm sure that some indie companies are struggling as well, but a lot of these layoffs are coming from these enormously successful, like hugely backed, uh, gaming companies like Microsoft and like Riot. So that's that's interesting. I wonder like if that if there's some kind of pattern that is leading to these uh the necess the necessity for these layoffs. Yeah, I agree. Like Microsoft, you know, trillion dollar company, but then they need to cut 1,900 jobs. It's a uh... Yeah, like it probably I mean, doesn't look good for them to have to do that. You know what I mean? So I wonder, like, um, what is causing them to have to do such severe cutbacks? Yeah, and like the fact that like some of Blizzard's games are being left with little to no moderators or customer service representatives just seems kind of wild to me. It's like that's a that is what crazy. kind of business move is that? Are they going to be replaced? Like, if they're going to be replaced, then does that imply that new jobs are going to open up? Are they going to outsource those jobs? Like. I don't know. It's uh, it is a very troubling time for yeah. the gaming industry as well as the tech industry because these layoffs are not just limited to the gaming industry, but are kind of across all of tech right now. And it's kind of being pointed at uh, post-pandemic like course correction. Mm, I see. Well, our hearts go out to all the families and the people who uh, uh, lost their jobs during this time so we are very sorry that you guys have to go through that indeed uh next up we got some we got some discussion about power world so mm-hmm. power world came out it's been a big week for power world in the gaming news industry that's been besides the layoffs that's been the, the center stage i bet of the gaming news world lots to talk about so power world released into early access last friday this pokemon with guns game came from developer pocket pair inc Caught fire, soared to the top of Steam sales, breaking records on its way up, even with the game being on Game Pass. Uh, side note, the Xbox version of this game that you'll find on Game Pass is actually an earlier build than the Steam version, and the earlier build limits worlds to four players, it's less polished, and it has a lot of little other frustrations. So the Steam version currently is the superior version of the game to play, and the de- developers of Pal World are blaming Microsoft's uh, kind of like approval process as to why it's taking them a longer time to update that game anyway though back to pal world's release in the six days since it was released pal world has sold 8 million units and reached 2 million concurrent players on steam making it the second highest played game of all time on steam reception of the game has been surprisingly warm for such an ambitious satirical spin on the theoretical survival world set in a pokemon setting Uh, this release hasn't been without its drama though some pokemon fans have taken to pal world's success personally personally offended by it not only is the game being flamed across social media but even the developers are receiving death threats over a perceived ripping off of pokemon designs these similarities become really apparent when you compare the pokemon 3d models to the power world 3d models where some of them seem like one-to-one copies with a few assets tweaked on twitter game designer eric covington wrote to accidentally create a complex model mesh with so near exact proportions is practically impossible to repeat that improbability throughout your roster. That doesn't pass the sniff test, according to game designer Eric Covington. (laughs) 
There's also been some accusations that Power World used AI to design the PALs, although this is way less substantiated and is just based on the CEO's public appreciation of AI-generated Pokemon art, as well as the idea of using AI in game development. Nothing has actually been confirmed. In response to all of this, Nintendo has released a statement saying they intend to investigate the situation and see if there is any legal action to pursue. So if Nintendo can find a reason to sue Power World, I'm sure that we'll see that go down sometime soon. So, Karen, me and you yes. played Power World. We did. What did you think? I had a really fucking good time. I booted up and saw the, the graphical style isn't exactly like my bag, but uh, it's it's not like horrendous or anything. Um, and I booted up and I was like, ah, this seems like it's just going to be like a, a kind of janky game. But I found myself getting really, really into it. Like there's been it's been a while since I like saw an open world and was like, I want to fucking like get in there and explore. Um, which we when we were playing together, like I was kind of like very slowly dipping my toes into the like the the environment, but you were like fucking immediately sprinting off like cliff sides and exploring the world. <laughs> Um, and eventually I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah. I do want to go like, come kind of check it out. Um, and we were kind of like, cause we were recording uh gameplay for it to like make reels and stuff out of it. And so I was like trying to like be funny and like make jokes and stuff. But like after like, like 40 minutes into it, we were both just kind of silent, just playing our own little playthroughs of uh Pal world. Um, and that was, that was a great time. That was a really fun time. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I, uh, I also I was like pleasantly surprised. Like it, it felt like a, a culmination of a lot of different types of survival games. There's definitely some yeah. DNA of a bunch of different shit in there. Obviously, you know everyone's gonna focus on the Pokemon stuff, but it is a survival game. So there's no like narrative, at least mm-hmm. not that I could tell. Um, and yeah, I was enjoying just like, oh, way off in the distance, kind of that Breath of the Wild feeling where you see some weird thing and you're like, I'm just gonna go over there and see what's <laughs> going on. And then I would run into like a base of people with guns, and it's like, what the hell? And like the fact that it's kind of satirical in nature, uh, I feel like added to a lot of moments of like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And running into like boss battles where a, you know a big health bar pops on your screen, or like yeah. even little instances. It's like enter the dungeon and shit like that. Um, I was just not expecting a lot of those elements. So even when we started branching out of our just small little like condensed you know, initial survival world, gather wood and rock. Um, it seemed like, wow, there's a lot more here. And I bet if we sunk a lot of time into this, we could probably, you know, not only build a, a, like a really cool expansive base, but we could also capture a lot of different Pokemon. And I'm sure there's a, a lot more depth to that game than we saw in the first few hours. But yeah, very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, It definitely, it actually made me feel... Uh, like, so Pokemon is, you is like designed to make you want to go out in the world and catch every single one of these Pokemon and learn more about them and battle with them and interact with them. Right. Um, and I haven't played a Pokemon game that's made me want to do that since like I was a kid and pal world genuinely made me interested to go look for different kinds of pals and see what kind of abilities they have, see what I can create with them, see, I, like, make me want to get tougher uh, equipment in order to come back and catch them. Um, and I've, I've never played a Pokemon, or I haven't played a Pokemon game in a really long time that made me genuinely interested 
in each individual Pokemon and like want to go out and explore. It's always just been kind of like a by the numbers thing where, yeah, I'll get like my top six and then fucking grind and then just uh, like do the gym battles and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's, it was really refreshing to have that sense of wonder again. Yeah. And think you're touching on a interesting topic here where it's like Pokemon, as most people know, in their mainline series has just rehashed the same formula over and over and over and over. And outside of a few oddballs, this is kind of like the first real, like, I guess, step that Pokemon could have taken. Like, if Pokemon <laughs> made a survival game, and I think it would have maybe found the same level of success. And it's definitely, like, there. Like, it's a confusing notion as to why, like, Pokemon keeps releasing more more and more, like, broken games. Like, Violet and Scarlet and Shield and <laughs> Sword had a lot of issues on launch, even though it's, like, you know, it's a multi- billion dollar company i bet yeah. they One should the have the money franchises to... of all time yeah they should have the money and resources to create a, like an, an innovative cool survival game like power world's done here and so anytime and I, i've experienced this with pokemon arceus anytime the pokemon formula gets expanded upon and actually taken in a new direction that's exciting and fun like it, you kind of get that childhood sense of wonder of like what makes pokemon special and that special feeling can still be found through like different lenses of that uh, game style. Yeah. And I think if you play Pokemon Legends Arceus, although not flawless, it does have that kind of element that I haven't felt in a really long time when I was playing that game. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. And it, it kind of took that Breath of the Wild inspiration in a similar way that Pal World does. Yeah, playing this game actually really did uh, make me want to give Arceus a try because uh, just having that new twist on the Pokemon formula... Uh, was enough to scratch that Pokemon itch, and I haven't fucking I haven't felt that way in a really long time. So it was really refreshing. Um, I also want to just touch on the fact that we're we're mentioning how like, um, Pal World is a a culmination of a whole bunch of different uh, like uh gameplay styles with the survival uh mechanics and a lot of Pokemon inspiration and um various like traversal means like you can climb like a breath of the wild kind of and you get these like grappling guns and parachutes and stuff um and it feels like all these different mechanics and all these inspirations um really tie well into each other uh and that's that's a hard thing to do you know like it's not just like you take the best mechanics from all the best games and then mush them together and you got a good game i think it's really impressive what they've done here and uh there's a lot of uh a lot of fluidity throughout the gameplay and i feel like all the mechanics play well into themselves or into each other sorry yeah i remember in the trailer there's like this glimpse of suddenly you see like a factory full of like you know pals like hammering away on conveyor belts that are like producing ak-47s and there's like a glimpse of it and it's really like uh kind of like shock value like what the hell am i looking at here <laughs> um and so I didn't give that as much thought. I thought it, the game was going to be more narrative-based. So I was like, okay, maybe that's a level in the game. But now that it's a survival game, it, it you, I realized while we were playing, I was like, oh, okay. So, like, that's that's a potential thing that we can build. Like, Because when we had a home base, we could assign Pokemon tasks, like gathering yeah. materials or crafting. And then I realized, like, oh, so we can build a factory if we want with the materials yeah. that we gather we can build conveyor belts and we can have our Pokemon make ourselves. <laughs> that guns. could be us. 
Yeah, and so I was that that this like Power World is a wild game, and I'm not sure what the legal implications are going to be if there's going to be any fallout with the comparisons and similarities to Pokemon, but yeah. I do think it's worth thirty dollars, and I think it's a breath of fresh air in the in the world of Pokemon. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, it has my stamp of approval in terms of how fun it is to play. <laughs> On to my journey to complete four games before the end of this month. Uh, I've been sidetracked by some of these games I've been trying out, but I have finished Final Fantasy 16 and Resident Evil 4 Remake. I just have Jedi Survivor and Sea of Stars left. I don't know if I'll be able to beat Sea of Stars because it's a pretty big fantasy RPG, but I think I'm going to complete Jedi Survivor before next week. Because next episode will be on the 1st of February. So, uh, yeah, guys, I'm trying. Intimidated by the the big fantasy RPG, yet he plays and beats Final Fantasy 16. Okay, that's another thing. Jacques, Final Fantasy 16, sir. Final Fantasy 16, great game. I finished yeah. that game and I had that sadness of like, oh wow, it's over. Like, really? It wore its Game of Thrones uh, inspiration on its sleeve, but it was a great game. I really enjoyed it. The combat was fun. The story was the story was solid. The boss fights were incredible. I think Final Fantasy 16 is one of the best Final Fantasies I've played and one of the best AAA single-player RPGs I've played in a while. Wild. If I if that game goes on sale and you anyone out there is looking for a game to pick up and you like a fantasy setting, uh, I would highly recommend jumping into it. And in case anyone out there doesn't know, you do not need to play any previous Final Fantasy before you jump into Final Fantasy 16 or any Very other Final Fantasy. Very just, similar just to hop the, in. the Press Y podcast. Very similar. <laughs> uh yeah so uh, another game i was playing this week lone star it is a roguelike ship build or spaceship deck builder uh kind of similar to cobalt core uh but different in its own way i had a lot of fun with this a surprising amount of fun i I keep jumping into these roguelike spaceship deck builder games (laughs) which the fact that i've played two is pretty wild and i have another one on the way Uh, i keep jumping in feeling like I'm not going to enjoy them, and then I get surprisingly, uh, you know, surprised. You know? <laughs> surprisingly <laughs> surprised. Surprisingly surprised with uh, how much fun they are. Like, deck-building roguelikes have a satisfying, addictive gameplay loop. Yeah, you know? As you I totally keep building agree. that deck, keep upgrading cards, take some shitty cards out of your deck to make your deck build stronger, and then, you know, before you know it, you're 30 minutes into a run, and you really satisfied with the combos and shit you're pulling off. A lot of fun. Hell yeah. That's so awesome. Lone Star, $10 game on Steam. I don't think it's on, it isn't on any other platform yet. Uh, what have you been playing this week, Cameron? What have I been playing? Um. Oh yeah, I, I I blew the dust off an old classic, which is uh, Battle Block Theater. Oh my god, have you played Battle Block Theater? You played, you probably played uh, uh, Castle Crashers, right? Yes. It's made by the same people. Uh, it's uh, a very similar art style of Castle Crashers, um, except it's more of a platformer and like puzzle solver than it is just like a big old beat 'em up. Um, and oh my god, it's so fun! It's so fucking fun. If you guys ever want to play a game with your partner or even by yourself, and that has really good humor, really great art style, and is has like shockingly snappy uh, gameplay, like it feels really good to like maneuver your little guy around. Um, I highly recommend Battle Block Theater. Uh, it's it's one of the most charming games I've played. Uh, really good voice acting, fun little 
uh, story as well as you can like outfit your character with uh, cute little costumes. Uh, it's a good time. If you ever want to like mimic that feeling where you're like playing co-op and you just like spend a majority of the gameplay like killing each other for a good like 30 minutes versus actually trying to solve the the task at hand for me originally that game was like the uh the super mario uh three game where you could just like fu- or what was it super mario three it was a uh... god i think it was like no it was it was like a super mario wii u deluxe i believe um or lego star wars anywho if you guys have ever played a, a co-op game and you've spent a majority of the time fucking with your your uh your amigo or your friend who is you're playing with versus actually doing the task i highly recommend giving this one a go it's super fun to do um so yeah that was super long-winded and probably should be <laughs> edited down a decent amount no 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 that was great thanks um so you've been playing that uh i've been playing Baldur's gate 3 and i've been playing a lot of uh tetris so yeah tetris the classic nice. Yeah, I recommend all those fucking games to all those all those Tetris, Baldur's Gate three lovers and Balt and Battle Block theater lovers. Give it a go. <laughs> to all the people that love those games, continue loving those games. You should. You should love those games. So, guys, before we get out of here, let's look at next week's video games that are hitting the market. We got Grand Blue Fantasy Relink hitting PS4, PS5, and PC. I haven't had much time to look into Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, but the buzz is building for that game. We also got Jujutsu Kaisen getting a fighting game called Cursed Clash, hitting all platforms, for those of you who like those licensed anime fighting games. And then Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is releasing, as well as Persona 3 Reload. Hmm. I think I'm going to buy Persona 3 Reload. Uh, the only thing holding me back is that it's probably a long game. And, uh, you know... Got a lot of games to beat. That but Persona true. 3 Reload looks great. I love Persona 5. Persona 3 Reload is reportedly way more than just a remaster or a remake. It is a from-the-ground-up improvement over the original. I did pre-order Helldivers 2, which comes out the week after next, two weeks away. Very cool. excited for Helldivers 2. Me too. Got it on. I'm getting on PS5, but it is cross-play with the PC version. God, I love how many things are incorporating cross-play because it is super frustrating to like buy a game on a certain console or a platform and then your friends are like yeah i have that game too no way and then like you're like we should totally play together you're like fuck yeah and then if you find out that you guys play on different platforms and you're like oh there's no crossplay and you have to buy a whole other 70 dollar game that sucks so crossplay solves that problem and it's amazing and i love it i agree pal world should get crossplay for the game pass people out there i agree I totally agree. But yeah, guys, that's going to wrap up episode 29 of Press Y. Uh, it's been great to have you here, and I hope that you learned something new or, uh, or you know, enjoyed the way Cameron talks. Yeah, me too. I sure don't. <laughs> <laughs> episode 29, baby. <laughs> See you guys next week.